Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Each year, approximately 5,000 children are diagnosed with brain cancer. Of those children, nearly 30% will not survive, and many of those that do are left with debilitating side effects for life. We're asking you to help by tuning in to the 10th Annual Team Jack Foundation Radiothon presented by the Home Agency on September 29th. Become a champion for a cure for just $20 a month. Visit teamjackfoundation.org to learn more. Thank you for helping us fight for a cure. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back into it, it's Hour 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. We say hi to ESPN's Mad Schick, Sirius XM, ESPN Radio, Schick and Nick podcast. So are you dealing or are you giving up bombs as we talk wiffle ball before we get into some college football? Well, so the kids head off from school today. Uh, I think all of America had school today because every election is the most important election in the history of elections. <laughs> and so uh, they're until the next one, right? And so uh, they're, they're home, and uh, we're playing a little wiffle ball. I'm the all-time pitcher, which means I get blamed for every pop-up. That's the difference. I get, played for, I get blamed for every foul ball, every ball that's not a home run. It's my fault, pitcher's fault, for not giving a good pitch. So... Really, it's like all-time quarterback, right? Oh, you didn't give me a good pass. So you, fathers are used to getting blamed by both wives and kids. <laughs> All-encompassing. Now, Matt, I'm not sure if you know this, but there's a, a pro wiffle ball league in this country, and some of those pitchers are insane with what they can throw, knuckle curves, drops, slider. It's unreal. I want to ask, what does your pitching repertoire look like? Well, right now I'm strictly going underhand fastballs. Because uh, I tried to show off my dad man strength as a little league baseball coach and chuck a ball really hard. And granted, I'm a very good, uh, you know, a baseball player for a dad, you know, who's coaching his kids, especially when uh, compared to 12 year olds. And I did that one time and uh, really hurt something in my shoulder. So that's my excuse for not throwing hard to them, for throwing underhand, and for frankly not working out, uh, not using dumbbells, free weights, or push ups. Uh, it's the old DL <laughs> we've got to discuss. Uh, Matt Schick is with us, so we'll get you a quarter zone. Okay, crazy, weird, hypothetical question, but Matt Schick just won the lottery, took home $1.9 billion, half of that's gone, and you you build a time machine. Let's keep the hypothetical going. What's, what's, this, what, what's the first sporting event you go to? Wow. Any sporting event ever. Um, I would probably, you know, I would probably go as a Mets fan growing up. Okay. Game six, 86. Okay. Game six, 86. Okay. Um, You know, I would say, like, I'm a Bills fan. I'm a Bills fan as well. 
but why would I want to go see wide right or the loss to Washington or two losses back to back? I would, you know what I would do? I'd go back in time and make sure Thurman Thomas had his helmet um, <laughs> in his Super Bowl so he could actually start that game and maybe that game goes a little bit differently. Um, there are a couple of things I would do to maybe maybe impact the outcome of a game, but in terms of just watching and not having an impact, it's got to be game 686. Uh, that's so memorable and Hey, it, it worked out for, for Mets fans and uh, poor old Buckner, you know. Uh, college, I mean, fo- go ahead. Schmitty, you're down, you're down two runs. No, I know. Nobody, like kids, kids should go back and just watch the last inning, ninth and tenth inning mm-hmm. of that one. Just watch it and just see what happens there where you're down two runs, nobody on, and two out, and you somehow – score two runs to tie and then three to win. I mean, it's unbelievable. The uh, the RBI baseball on, on YouTube is pretty good, where it just crazily syncs up from the, the original Nintendo yeah, RBI right. baseball <laughs> where the Mets are playing the Red Sox, and it's got, so it's got Scully's call on it. I mean, word for word, it was a perfect glitch. Well, things are not super optimistic in Huskerland, Matt. Uh, we'll go to football here, and uh, probably uh, no Casey Thompson. Last time we talked to you, there was still some, some optimism. A lot of the fan base is interested to see what's next with Mickey or, or an outside hire. There was a lot of false smoke last Thursday with maybe an announcement. But uh, you examine uh, all the college football playoff teams. You, you go in depth. What, what do you think of this Michigan team? Not only Saturday, but in the big picture, are they are they as are they are they a threat to to win the whole thing? Well, I think they're a threat to Ohio State. Okay. Um, we do our power rankings on SiriusXM on Big Ten Radio, and for the first time this week, I put them above Ohio State because I think they've been the most consistent, but certainly the most healthy. They're not waiting for a Jackson Smith and Jigba to come back. And so, you know, that's – hold on. i got a ghost runner dispute. What's the ghost runner dispute? He gets, when, whenever we get him out, it's just going to be one out of ten. No, that's all right. That's all right. Just let him play. Just let him play. <laughs> or Beckett can be all-time offense. You see what happens here. It's like – so we're having this wiffle ball game. The daughter, who's 10 years old, she now has a piano lesson. So she's out of the game. So the more athletic son says, well, she was my teammate. Now I'm just going to be her and me. Mm. And I'm going to be, we're going to have ghost runners. And it's like, eh, the older son on the other team understands there's a lot of hijinks going on. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of confusion here on the wiffle ball diamond on my driveway in North Carolina. Um, but I don't think there's any confusion as I make an Emmy Award winning segue back there to the issue about just, how, about just how good this team is. They can run the ball. They're good up front. You could make the argument they're better defensively than they were last year in some regards. Maybe not in the entire front seven, but they're just, they can turn the ball over. Blake Corm is one of the best running backs in the country. And I think they're better at wideout this year than last year. The question is, is J.J. McCarthy good enough to make a, to, to make a pass when he has to? And that really hasn't been the case yet. Um, so that, that would be my only concern with them, but they're healthy. And I think in the lines of scrimmage, they'll give Ohio State a really good game. 
there's a difference, as you know, Schmitty, between making the playoff and winning it. It's one thing to maybe beat an Ohio State and then beat an Iowa or Wisconsin or Illinois in a Big Ten championship game. It's quite another to then have to beat a, you know, maybe a Georgia and a, you know, TCU or whoever on back-to-back weeks. It's just a completely different scenario. Well, Matt, one of the, the things I think is most impressive about Michigan is that whenever they're off their game, they still find a way to win and sometimes even win handily. When I look back at the Indiana game, the Maryland game, they weren't playing their best football at that time yet. They still found a way to win those football games. I think that's the hallmark of a really good football team. And whenever I look at this Michigan football team, something that I think should be considered here is it almost seems like they're coming into their own as as the Big Ten weather commences. You know, we get to November, cold, windy. It almost feels like Michigan's better suited for this kind of weather than Ohio State is. So to the point that you're making, if you were to give me Ohio State or Michigan and I had to make a pick and the game was inside like in Indianapolis or in a dome, I would take Ohio State. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to give me it's outside, it's in maybe uncertain conditions, Midwest, November, December weather, give me Michigan eight days a week. Um, they are just built for this. And so just a lot of inconsistencies with Ohio State that I think they're much better on paper <laughs> than they are on on the field. But I do think they are national championship caliber worthy. It's just a matter of putting it all together all together for two complete halves. And they just haven't done that yet. So what you're saying, Matt, is that Nebraska fans should be hoping for 75 and sunny on Saturday? <laughs> yes. Yes. Make sure that uh, the, the elements are not a factor. Make sure that Michigan, you know, uh, frankly, let's put it this way. If Michigan had played Northwestern, uh, in those conditions last week, I think Michigan wins that game by four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, Ohio State was just unable to get it done on the ground. Sure, they averaged four and a half, five yards a carry, whatever it was, but they also needed a 40-yard run from their quarterback, C.J. Stroud, who they don't use in the run game enough, in my judgment. So, um, I, I think Michigan's really good. What's the line, by the way? I haven't looked at the line yet. <laughs> well, it's 28 and a half. Okay. Boy, they really get you with that hook, don't they? They really get you with that hook. Like, the hook gives you pause. Like, yeah, 28. Ooh, a half inch. You know, it's right. um, not sure I could go there, but that number sounds about right. It, it may jump uh, another half, and I don't know what, what farmer's worth, but Nebraska, one of Nebraska's starting safeties is suspended today. Had a DUI over the weekend, so they'll they'll be uh, down a man back there. Matt Schick with us a few minutes. Hail Varsity Radio. He is all-time pitcher. It is Wiffle Ball out in North Carolina with Schick. Schick and Nick show, of course, on uh, Herdant, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, if you don't, catch their podcast. But you hear Matt with ESPN uh, Radio, Sirius XM, and you watch him on ESPN as well. So with Nebraska, let's flip it over to... Uh, what they've been unwilling to do or or not confident in doing, and that's lean on the run. They've not been good at it either, so that might be part of the the problem. But the quarterback choice is uh, Chubba Purdy, who's a Florida State transfer that's been a bit of a mess in uh, a few samples. And then you have Logan Smothers, the Alabama kid, that has – is more of a gamer but may not show it in practice. But you've had two second halves the last two weeks, Matt, where Nebraska's been hesitant to to go with Smothers, but he seemed to have moved the ball better. It was not good either way uh, offensively, second half against Illinois, second half against Minnesota. But uh, I, I hope there's some clarity between uh, Mickey and Whipple here, This, even though it is Michigan. 
Yeah, they're they're giving the impression at least post. I feel like there's more post game clarity between the two than in game clarity. Yes. Maybe they're trying to get their story straight after the game <laughs> to make sure they go to the podium as a unified front. Kind of, hey guys, we're auditioning for this job. We can't sound like morons and and one one person saying one thing and the other saying the other. It's just you know when you have a when you have a quarterback injury like they've had with Casey Thompson. I think the most frustrating part of the Nebraska fan is seeing that the gap is so great. And when you think about the difference between Nebraska and other programs, it's that the gaps between the ones and the twos are so sizable where you just can't build that depth. Look at Michigan. I mean, Michigan decides to bench Cade McNamara for a quarterback. A quarterback, they benched Cade McNamara, a guy that took them to the playoff, beat Ohio State, won a Big Ten championship, and they move on from that. And you look at the other side with Nebraska, and they're just, they're just trying to scrape by with, with smoke and mirrors and mercenaries. And it's just – I think what this all magnifies is that um, there's just a lot of recruiting, retention, and development that needs to happen with whoever the next head coach is going to be. Shelba uh, Purdy does not look prepared. I know he's been banged up, um, got banged up prior to the Illinois game, and I get all that. But you've got to put your quarterback in a great position to succeed. First half was great. Second half was not. And without Casey Thompson, it just looks like they're a rudderless ship right now. It's too bad. Well, Matt, the, the way I see it, and this comes from my, my Broncos fan bias, I look back to whenever Tim Tebow took over the Broncos years ago. Kyle Orton was the guy. He wasn't winning football games. They brought in Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow was awful in practice. There's a whole bunch of videos out there of Tim Tebow trying to throw a football in practice, and it does not look good. But the simple fact of the matter is, is once Tim Tebow got on a, a football field on a Sunday, he went out and won football games. The team rallied around him. They were able to move the ball better, and they were able to create a game plan for a guy like that. And my question to you is, is Mark Whipple going to be willing to make a game plan for a guy like Logan Smothers, even though that's not what he likes to do on offense? Well, I guess here's the, here's the counter to that, or I guess the question to that, and I agree with what you're, what you're saying. I don't – what can you do? Can you out-scheme when you're so severely out-talented? Mm. And so I, I understand the, the point of the question because as Nebraska, you're just – you're just trying to get by. You're just trying to find a way to get yards, get in the red zone, get some field goals, get some points. But with Logan Smothers and the cast around him, can you do that? Can you do that? Can you give him enough uh, protection in the offensive front? Can this offensive line hold up against one of the better defenses? You're talking about a top 10 defensive efficiency team in Michigan that makes life really, really hard on people. So, you know, if anything, Whipple can show some creativity that might need to throw in some gadgets. You're not going to beat uh, Michigan straight up regardless of how you scheme who your quarterback is or scheme around him. Um, you're going to have to you're going to have to get lucky and you're going to have to figure it out uh, with with maybe some some hijinks, gadgets and trick plays. That's that's really the only way Nebraska has a shot here. Uh, maybe the dreaded onside kick, not the one from <laughs> Dublin, but one that actually works. Um, you know, maybe there's maybe there's something there, but they're really up against it this week, regardless of who's there. A few more minutes here. Matt Schick with us from Schick and Nick. And, of course, Sirius XM ESPN Radio. Reminder about your friends at Red Zone. Ticket selling fun since 2001. And you have tickets you want to buy or sell. Husker football, Husker volleyball, NFL action, Creighton hoops, concerts, theaters, or the CWS come summertime, your place to go, redzonetickets.com. 
Omahaproud.com, and they are local. They are Omaha Proud, a local source, and an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. How do you get that? Well, you back up that 100% guarantee on all orders. You'll receive authentic tickets to the experiences and events you want to go to. Time to check off that bucket list. Create the memories that last a lifetime and do so by visiting RedZoneTickets.com. Do so today, RedZoneTickets.com, Wisconsin's around the corner. Uh, of course, uh, Iowa to end the year. Ann Arbor uh, in the uh, the crosshairs this weekend. And, of course, uh, Creighton's going to have a pretty money schedule uh, coming up here with Big East play. Uh, and maybe you're not a season ticket holder. Maybe it's time to... Uh, make a phone call. Maybe you can't go, but listen, you want to get made uh, whole or get something out of those seats. RedZoneTickets.com. Our old boy Brennan. Don't know if he got a deer last weekend, but he just wanted to remind you, Elijah, that Tim Tebow's a better passer than he is a tight end. That's a low bar. It's a very well, low bar. <laughs> I, just, I just remember the, uh, the, the playoff win back in 09. Tebow to Demarius Thomas. Yeah, that's right. 80 yards for the touchdown. Touchdown it is. More with Matt Schick on the way with Hale Varsity. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Matt Schick with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Let's talk Trev Alberts and, and his outlook. You know, uh, Mickey's, the, the context is so important because of what's been inherited the mess the transition you've highlighted nebraska's ills and that is retention development and then just talent acquisition uh over years and there's been some 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 tough ball games and it's not been squeaky or flawless but at the same time we've gone over the the nebraska job and is $2 million more a year or maybe $3 million more a year worth the headache? Let's get into the quick discussion of uh, Mickey or the field and whoever the field is. I just don't know that Trev's gotten a yes, Matt. That's kind of my feel right now. And Mickey could grow into this. If, if And it's bad to even put it this way, but if you're, if Mickey's your, your alternative option, uh, I think there could be some good things. But right now, I just don't know that the Nebraska jobs that desirable, even for guys that are at some some programs that don't have as blue a blood. Man, they're winning, and I'm talking about the the state to the south of us. No, I uh, I agree with your uh, with the setup to the question there and the statement of you know I, I've made the comment that Nebraska is certainly not selecting a coach; they're recruiting a coach. A coach which is why Trev Alberts is the perfect guy for this job in this setting. I mean, let's be honest. If Sean Eichhorst is the AD right now, what prayer do you have of even convincing a guy to come work for you and in this program right now? Trev Alberts is the man of the hour, and he wins over a room. Can he win over a Power 5 coach who's at a place with lesser resources? And that's really what it is. It's not – you're not going to convince a guy for an extra million or two a year, in my estimation, to make a move that's seemingly lateral where your ceiling is about the same. Um, and frankly, if you're pursuing a coach like that, I would imagine that that school would counter whatever you bring. Like a Dave Aranda, 
you know, from everything you hear, Baylor's going to do whatever it takes to keep him there. So I would almost scratch him off the list. Um, you know, you look at a, a Lance Leipold, the ceiling is certainly higher at Nebraska. The, the income will be greater. But, you know, at his stage, is that something that he wants to take on? You know, he's got a lifetime deal at Kansas if he wants it, based on what he did. And we've seen what happens if you don't succeed in four years at Nebraska and what does success look like. So, you know, guys like the, the, the Matt Rule, the, um, you know, the Leipold, like we mentioned, the Matt Campbells, the, the Bill O'Brien, which to me just doesn't really captivate anybody. I, I think Mickey gets a serious long look here, but I also think it's such a heavy lift that you need someone who's more than just a great recruiter. You need someone who's a program builder and has a track record of doing so. And that's why, you know, as soon as Matt Rule got fired here down the street from me, about 10 miles down the road from where I live in Charlotte, um, he immediately moved to the top of my list just because of, of that. And so um, how badly does he want it? How badly, how much can you pay him? And, and how much does he love college football? And how much does he love the grind? And how dirty does he want to get that smock? You know, those are all the questions that, that they're, that they're going to have to figure out. I tell you, Nebraska could really sell a lot of good Husker smocks if Matt Rule came to Lincoln, Nebraska. It would be very trendy, especially if they won more games than they lost. Matt Schick's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Matt, the, the new name that's emerged within the past couple days, Jeff Monken from Army. Is it time to bring back the triple option? Yeah, well, it's funny you mentioned Jeff Monken because – when Scott Frost was first fired and the story started coming out, I was texting a buddy in the media, and I said, if you want to hire the disorganized guy, you hire Jeff Munkin. If you want to fire the disorganized guy, you hire Jeff Munkin. You hire the organized guy. Who's more organized than the head coach at Army, who makes sure that the clothes are laid out neatly, let alone making sure you don't get any false starts? So um, that, that, to me, it makes sense in that regard. But, yeah, what kind of offense are you going to bring? Do we really go back to the throwback? And would he bring portions of the, of the triple option and not the entire system? Um, you know, that makes me always intrigued about a guy like a Dave Clawson. What's the upward mobility at Wake Forest? He's done a great job. Uh, his offense is really interesting and I think would work well at, at Nebraska. And he's a guy who's built a program um, as well. But you want a guy who brings respect back to the coach's office, something, someone like Mickey Joseph has done so far, um, but someone who also has a proven track record of program building, maybe an off- offense that has proven that it works, and one that you know, can work even without four- and five-star talent. And I think that's going to be really important. Matt Schick with us, Hale City Radio. Last thought, Matt, uh, as we – uh, look towards a fun November of college football. Uh, your reaction to, to LSU and Bama, man, uh, the, uh, the the two-point call, the two-point get, and then the eruption yeah. down on the bayou. It was uh, probably the moment of the year in college football, and it's going to be hard to imagine that it gets topped. And I think, if anything, it shows that, yeah, Nebraska doesn't have the talent of an LSU, but if you get a good coach – it shouldn't be that hard, no matter where you are. And uh, Ryan Kelly just, he can speak in whatever accent he wants after that game um, and that call. And even if the call didn't work, sure, you're not throwing a party, but you like the Cajun cojones that he showed and uh, the fact that he's, you know, going for the win. I think LSU is going to be interesting to see where they're ranked 
tonight. I think a two-loss LSU, if they went out there unquestionably into the playoff. Um, and I think they're probably sixth or seventh tonight. Does Tennessee drop out of the top four? They're either four or five. TCU's either four or five. Um, Tennessee's certainly not out of it yet uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Frankly, I don't think Clemson is either. I see on Get Up, and I know I get paid by ESPN, but it's kind of foolish to say, yeah, their season's over. I mean, they're going to be 12-1 and one if they – if they beat who they're favored to beat, which is everyone they're scheduled to play. Mm-hmm. And if they do that, they'll be sitting there 12-1, and one, a conference champ, and waiting in the wings. So we've seen crazy things in college football. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. But um, I think it's going to be really fascinating to watch, and I think the gap between Georgia and the rest of college football is uh, maybe as sizable as we anticipated coming into the year. Matt Schick with us at ESPN underscore Schick. Matt, good to spend time with you. Thanks for taking a few minutes and go ice the arm. Guys, the, uh, the, the arm is really iced, and I apologize for the arguing. Uh, people are upset. There's a lot of uh, the natives are restless. They're upset at my pitching. They don't like how I'm ruling on plays. while It's like a head official while he's listening to the radio and trying to rule a game and pitch a game uh, while it's going on. They're giving me a lot of grief, so I need to, I need to adjudicate uh, some things here and check the ring camera for instant replays. <laughs> I'll make the right call. You will. Thank, thank Karen. Thank you. All right, guys.